morning, friends. Good to be back. I was uh, away last Sunday. I missed you all. Uh, our family uh, was down in Miami for our daughter's birthday, as so we had a big time down there. And uh, part of our time was spent uh, with me running with my daughter and also with our 14-year-old son. Doesn't that sound like a fun time to spend the weekend? So I was doing that with them along with thousands and thousands of other people who converged on Miami for that same purpose. And uh, people from all around the country and from dozens of countries around the world, I think I remember hearing them say there was something like 85 countries, countries represented uh, that weekend. And so there we were at the starting line, and we were packed in like cattle in a corral, you know, just shoulder to shoulder with all these thousands of strangers in the early morning darkness. And as is always the case with these kinds of runs, the music is blaring and the DJ is trying to get everybody pumped up for the start. And so just a, a few minutes before the start, this DJ calls out and says to everybody in the crowd that he wanted us to turn and shake hands and give high fives to everybody around us. It was really a great moment. I've actually never seen that at any starting line in all the running I've done through the years. I've never seen that, but I loved it. It was a great moment to see that immediate togetherness with with these literally thousands of people, like 20-some thousand people, uh, breaking the ice with this one simple gesture of unity, just shaking hands, giving high fives, and then just a couple of minutes later being sent off on that shared goal of running and finishing the distance. It was was a great moment, but as a lot of moments like that, it was a passing moment, it was a fleeting moment, it was uh, just a simple and surface level togetherness, really. And so just imagine deep, real, true togetherness that goes beyond a moment and that goes deeper than the surface. And that, that is what Jesus prayed for, actually, all those years ago. He prayed for, for that kind of unity, for that very thing. And it's a unity that, that doesn't and can't come just from our own efforts, but only as a gift of God and from God and only based on what God has done for us in Jesus. So we're going to look at what Jesus prayed for us. Uh, But first of all, I want to just think about how wonderful it is that the Bible mentions so many times the fact that Jesus prayed. He, He prayed all the time. It was just very much a part of the rhythm of his day. And I hope praying on a regular basis is very much a part of the rhythm of your day too. This past Thursday, I was working on this message, and right as I got to this point, Someone from here, Grace, texted me and asked me if I would pray for them because they had a big presentation coming up later that morning. That same morning, earlier in the day, my own father had texted asking if I'd pray for him for some surgery he was having later that day. It went well, by the way, but uh, that was a prayer earlier in the day. The day before, another person from Grace had texted asking for prayers for their family with lots of struggles that they've been experiencing all at the same time. The day before that, another friend from Grace texted asking for prayers for some challenges that that person was facing at work. It's such a blessing. It's a privilege, friends, such an honor to pray with and for each other like that. I hope any of you will always feel free to reach out to me and to each other with and for times of prayer. Such a blessing 
from God for all of us. And then think about other times and opportunities for prayer. Prayers just at, at meal times, prayers at, at bedtimes, prayers in meetings, prayers in worship, prayers in the middle of the night, the first thing in the morning, prayers when you're driving down the road to who knows where, prayers when you're jogging or walking or whatever it is you're doing and whenever it is you're doing it. Prayer, just a regular part of the rhythm of your day. I hope it is very much a part of the rhythm of your day as it was for Jesus. You know, I wish we had specifics of what Jesus prayed for and what he prayed about and all those times the Bible mentions it, but we don't have all those specifics in all those cases. Oftentimes the Bible would just say that Jesus prayed or that Jesus was praying, but we do have more specifics in a few of those cases, and we're going to look at one of those cases this morning. So if you have a Bible with you, I encourage you to open that or pick up a Bible from the rack in front of you. And read along in silence as I read aloud. And you can keep it open, actually, also today, because I'm going to refer back to it a number of times through the message. We're going to read from the New Testament book of John. And we're going to start with the first verse of chapter 17. So John chapter 17. But before we read, just to set the stage, kind of give you the context, what's going on here is this is the last night of Jesus' earthly life. And Jesus has has just washed the feet of his disciples. He's just shared his last supper with his disciples. And Jesus knows what's coming next. Jesus knows that the cross will be the very next day. And in the middle of all that, as he, as he's, as he has that burden, that weight upon him, Jesus is praying for his people. His people then, and he's also praying for his people who were yet to come. And so you stop and think about it. That means that on the night before Jesus suffered and died, Jesus was praying for you. Jesus was praying for us. And so we're going to read again, starting with verse 1 of chapter 17. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven. And he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Jesus, lifting his eyes up to heaven. Let's get a picture of that. Jesus lifting his eyes up to heaven, talking with his father, seeking above all else to give his father glory. Seeking above all else to give his father glory. And seeking next to give eternal life to all those whom God calls. And what he means there by eternal life is knowing the one true God and knowing Jesus as the one true Savior. And knowing not just in terms of knowing about, but knowing in terms of a deep and daily relationship that begins in this earthly life and continues on into eternal life. And then uh, skipping down to verse 11 in the same chapter, Jesus continued in prayer, and I am no longer in the world But they, my people, are in the world. And I'm coming to you, Holy Father. Keep them in your name. In other words, protect them, guard them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. Jesus knew that he was soon to leave the earthly life in the world and return to the Father. And he's praying here 
for it is his own who would remain in the world. Keep them, Father, he prayed. Guard them, protect them, that they may be one. Keep them in your name. Jesus knew that there would be plenty that would threaten and that would attack that oneness. He knew there was one evil one whose sole purpose then and now is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And Jesus was praying that the Father would guard and keep and protect us that we might be one as he and the Father are one. That's that oneness. That's the unity I touched on earlier that, that doesn't and can't come just from our own efforts, but only as a gift of and from God and only based on what God has done for us in Jesus. You might have heard this uh, line before, and the line goes something like this. In essentials, unity. In non-essentials, liberty. And in all things, charity or love. Have any of you ever heard that? No one. I'll repeat it then. Think about it. In essentials, unity. In non-essentials, liberty or freedom, flexibility. In all things, love. Absolute unity in the essentials. Absolutely united in the essentials. Among which are these, the Bible, as the one and only inerrant, infallible, true and trustworthy word of God. It reveals the one creator of all that was and is and ever will be. One God who makes himself known to us as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The sinfulness of mankind that's fully deserving of the full judgment and condemnation and wrath of a holy God. Rescued from that judgment. Rescued from that condemnation. Rescued from that wrath only by the grace of God alone through faith and trust in Jesus alone by the power of the Holy Spirit alone through the sacrificial death of Jesus on the cross as the substitute for our sin and his ultimate Easter victory over death which offers new, full, and forever life through the gift of salvation. A life to be lived in joy and a life to be lived in gratitude with the singular purpose of bringing glory to God by pointing ourselves and pointing others always and only to Jesus. Living out the great commandment of Jesus to love God and to love other people and living out the great commission of Jesus to go and to make disciples in his name. Those are the essentials. And they're never, ever going to change. And you're never, ever going to hear one single word, veer one iota off of those essentials as long as this pastor right here is a pastor of this church. And essentials, unity. And I would add to that conformity because we're not and we don't ever intend to be a watered-down anything goes kind of church. That's what Jesus was praying for all those years ago. In essentials, unity. In non-essentials, liberty. And I could go on and on with a long list of non-essentials that sometimes, for some people, begin to take the place of the essentials. 
I'm going to ask every one of us, myself included, to do some prayerful soul searching, to ask God to help us see where in our own heart of hearts a non-essential might have become an essential for us. Because I'm going to be honest, friends, there's some non-essentials that have been rising up the past few months right here at Grace. And they're trying to trump the essentials. Now, I'm not going to say anything more about that. If anybody wants to know further, you can come and ask me. I'd be glad to speak with anybody, anytime about it. And essentials, unity, and non-essentials, liberty, in all things, charity, in all things, love. That's what Jesus prayed for. Unity with a purpose, not unity just for the sake of unity. He didn't pray that we would just sit around campfires holding hands saying kumbaya all the time. I love doing that, right? There's nothing wrong with that. But he prayed for unity that was deeper, deeper than the surface. A unity not just for the sake of unity. Unity for the sake of the gospel. Unity with a purpose to, to carry further the mission of God. We're going to read uh, now, skipping down to verse 13. I am coming to you, and, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I've given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They're not of the world, just as I'm not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I've sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself, that they also may be sanctified in truth. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. That's you and me. That they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you. That they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. So that the world may believe that you have sent me. Jesus prayed that we would not be of the world. In other words, consumed with worldly worries and worldly wants. But he also prayed that we would be in the world as he had sent us there. That last line, I think it's still up here. So that the world may believe that you have sent me. So that the world might believe. That's the purpose of God giving unity. That's the purpose of my life. I hope it's the purpose of your life. It's the purpose of this church. It's the purpose of worship. It's the purpose of this and every message from this pulpit. It's the purpose of every song we sing, whether it's a hundred-year-old hymn or a brand-new worship song. It's the purpose of every chord and every note, whether it's played with drums Guitars, an electric keyboard, or violin, flute, and piano. It's the purpose of every dollar that's given, whether it's placed in an offering plate, an offering basket, or given through a text on a phone, that the world might believe. I have sent them to the world, Jesus said. That's the whole point of this Neighborhood Watch series. Church, as we've said before, is not just about coming here. It's also about going there into the world. Not being of the world, but certainly being to the world and for the world. And that's what I hope we all can do, or as many of us as possible can do, today at noon down at the Yard House Restaurant. You heard Derek speak of that on the video announcements. I spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. If you weren't here, it's a little more on that. 
we're seeking to bless our neighborhood by blessing our neighbors, blessing Boca Raton, by blessing a business in Boca Raton. And so hopefully, if you're able, you'll join us down at noon at Yard House Restaurant in Meisner Park. Dozens of us, hopefully, converging there, spreading out through the restaurant and doing anything and everything we can to bless as many people around us as possible. If we have more than dozens, it'd be fantastic. We could spread out, go to other restaurants down there and bless even more people. And here's some ideas for blessing others. Just being extra kind and gracious to the server. Have that mentality of serving the server. We're talking about blessing the business. Let's serve the server. Now, you're, I'm sure you're already always kind and gracious to all your servers all the time, especially today. And, and just go overboard and appreciation and, and gratitude and encouragement for them. Maybe leave a note on the bill. You know, our family and Grace Community Church appreciate you. Maybe leave a little extra or a lot extra on the tip. That's a good way to bless somebody. Maybe you can see someone or a couple or a family seated near you that you don't recognize as not from grace, and you might want to pick up the bill for their lunch if you're financially able. Don't worry if you're not able to, but if you can, you might pick up their bill, not taking credit for it, but letting their server know that if they ask, you can uh, let them know from someone from Grace Community Church wanted to pay for their bill. Those types of opportunities uh, today at noon at Yard House Restaurant, just a chance to, to represent grace and to represent God to, with, and for our neighbors. That's unity with and for a purpose that the world may believe. Now, I'm not saying that being kind, gracious, and generous to a server and picking up the bill for someone's lunch will make people believe, right? But we serve a big and amazing God. And God has this amazing way of planting seeds through us and then somehow, some way, at some point down the road, bringing the growth that ultimately bears the fruit. And so if you can be there today, we'd love to have you there. You might, if you're going to plan on going, you might get on an open table and make a reservation. I have no idea how many people to expect. Uh, I hope it's not just us in the yard house. I hope there's some people to bless. We can bless each other. be fine. Good to bless our neighbors too. I want us to try something to wrap up uh, this morning that some of you might think is a little corny and hokey, all right? We're going to do it anyway. So I talked at the outset about the starting line last weekend in Miami and what that uh, DJ said and, and, and that beautiful sight of being able to see this immediate togetherness, these thousands of people breaking the ice with this one simple gesture of unity, just handshakes and high fives, and, and then just minutes later being sent off and sent out down that shared goal of running and finishing the distance. We're, we're about to be sent out by God, the Holy Spirit, into the streets and into the highways and byways of life in the world, some at, at uh, Yard House, some wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Every Sunday, God sends us out. He calls us here, and he sends us out from here to there in the world. And so I want us to do what that DJ had us do last weekend. I'm going to give you about 30 seconds just to turn and, and face each other, look each other in the eyes, smile at each other, shake hands. If you want to give high fives, you can give high fives, all right? So just take 30 seconds to do that, and I'll call you back.
All righty. Thank you, friends. Thank you so much. I like the high fives. Speaking of the high fives, we had a baptism of a third or fourth grader this morning, and uh, we were walking around uh, in the enrichment center, and you should have seen how many people were giving him high fives, children, teenagers, adults, the whole thing. It was beautiful, beautiful sight. So uh, handshakes and high fives, what a great way to just break the ice and uh, to share in friendship in fellowship and togetherness and unity. So often, like I said from last Sunday, last week in that race, as a simple and surface level togetherness, I hope and I pray, friends, and I trust that these handshakes, these high fives are a much deeper indication of a deeper togetherness, a deeper unity. Unity with and for a purpose, not just unity for the sake of unity, unity for the sake of the gospel, unity with a purpose as Jesus prayed that the world may believe. I'm going to pray, and if any of you would like to join me uh, down in the front, I'll be over here. Lori will be on that side. We'd be honored to pray with you today or anytime, uh, however you feel led. So you can come forward during the closing song if you'd like. Let's go to God in prayer. Mm-hmm.